Welcome to the Get Well, Get Money podcast. My name is Robert Briggs Glover, the ex-fat boy turned fitness entrepreneur. This podcast is about life transformation, body, mind, finances. And I'm going to be using the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that my guests have learned in order to get you guys on the right path towards wellness and wealth. What's up, squad? Welcome back to the podcast. As always, I'm super excited about this episode because this is going to give us another chance to have some really deep conversations. And I know that term deep, I don't know, it sounds a little corny and cheesy, but that's my favorite thing about conversing with humans is is to get below the surface. I I almost hate, and I hate using that word hate, small talk. I like to dig deep. I want to, I like to get to the bottom uh, of what it looks like on the, on the top. That doesn't even make sense, but you guys know what I mean. Anyway, Matt, man, t- today has been an interesting morning for me. I I have this thing, right? I, I, I normally wake up around 4.30 every morning, and it's it's with no alarm clock, right? But, and I don't say that to, to kind of brag. It's more like, that's just how my body works. Sometimes I'll get five hours of sleep. Sometimes I get six hours of sleep. But optimally, when I, if, if I can perform optimally, it's always on seven plus hours. Okay. Now, I say that to say this morning, my body didn't wake me up until 6.30. And normally, I, I'm okay with that because I know I need to sleep, but it kind of throws me off, especially when we have stuff like this scheduled. Yeah. So I had to kind of rush. I, I went for a run. I wasn't able to do my morning med- meditation, but... It was an aha moment for me because it let me know that I'm at a place with meditation that I've never been, right? So I've been really consistent with my meditation. And now, and I remember this happening for fitness for me. When I don't meditate, I feel off. And that's an achievement for me. And had I not missed my my, my meditation session this morning, I wouldn't know that I've graduated to that level of uh, adherence to my meditation schedule. So that's a... That's a little baby win for me this morning. <laughs> self-awareness. How uh, how coincidental self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So so today's episode is about self-awareness. But Matt, tell me tell me how your morning went, bro. This morning was, you know, usually on IG story, I'll be like, hey, headed to the gym. I'm really feeling it. Or I'm headed to the gym and I'm not feeling it. Uh, today, I was sort of laissez-faire. I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And then I got there and it just just things weren't firing things weren't clicking like you know hold on so for the commoners like like me mm-hmm. who don't know what laissez-faire mean what the hell is that well by all means i i i don't want to sound like i'm worldly traveled but uh just it, basically a feeling of so-so you just felt so-so about it um right. but showed up and you know started lifting as i usually do and it just it just didn't feel right like i just wasn't able to push just didn't feel right. And, um, like I noticed I was looking around and I was just distracted. Like the TV was on and, um, my friend uh, Diego was watching it just a little bit. And then I started watching and I was like, Oh, is he really making that money? And I was like, what am I looking at the TV? I I literally, I was like, what the hell am I doing? And I turned the TV (laughs) off and then I threw the remote because I was mad at myself. But, um, and then also like I noticed like it's a big pet peeve of mine for someone to not re-rack their weights it's a big pet peeve. Um, and I get it. Like you forget and stuff like that, but I walked outside and we were, uh, going to do some squats and somebody had left three fifteen on the bar and I was like, dude, and it, it, it kind of got to me. And I was like, who, whoever you are, I hope the universe comes back around and nothing negative, but I hope that you know that this is not acceptable. And I started thinking about it. I was like, why does it bother me that much? Yeah, yeah. and I was going to say, and, that, and that's something I'm working on personally as well. And it's been liberating as I, as I get better at not allowing the actions of other people yeah. to affect my energy yeah. at all. Not in the least bit. I don't want to think nothing of it. It's like, okay, now I got to look at it as, oh, this is an opportunity for me to burn some extra calories to, to unrack their weights. Yeah. So, so thank you for leaving it on. Yeah, and I just, that serves that serves me better when when I catch myself because I'm like you. Don't get don't don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to make it seem like you know, uh, you, I I don't suffer from from the same 
issues sometimes like right. yo people get on my goddamn nerves they right. do but the more and more i'm able to catch it man i i've just noticed i'm just a happier person when i don't allow anyone else to affect my mood yeah yeah but i, I it made me it really did make me a I didn't really intend for this to turn into like a self-awareness piece, but I really did take some self-reflection. And I actually looked at Diego and I was like, I got to talk about this. I got to talk about this on the podcast because I don't know why it's affecting me this much. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so it was still a good morning. Um, any, any bad, any bad gym session is better than an off day. Straight up. Yep. So it was good. But so today we're talking about, coincidentally developing self-awareness or self-awareness in general Hold up. before we jump into it right one more thing i want to share about my morning yeah if that's what okay. yeah by all means go okay so i have this routine that i do from time to time because i like i'm a person that i my entire life has been built on adversity right mm -hmm. so switching my perspective on adversity like all right i had some crummy parents but now i thank them because i wouldn't be who i am today had it not been for them may you know what if would things have been different had they been better parents probably I, but i can't i wouldn't undo any of it sure that's a long way to say i'm a big fan of adversity um and when i find myself super comfortable and i'm not super comfortable right now i'm in i'm in a stage in my business where i am delegating i am i i've re, i've stagnated i've reached a plateau and i have to put systems in place i have to get more hands on deck. So, so Candace and I are in the process of hiring. Um, so I'm hiring an operations manager who will serve as her executive assistant. And I'm hiring a brand manager who is going to edit my videos and basically um, organize and post my social media. I'm going to still do all my own engagement for now. Well, I, I I think I always will do all my own, own engagement. I can't see myself getting, you know, allowing someone to do that. Like yeah. that's, that's my, yeah. my brain is engaging with people. And anyway, so um, with that being said, the finances, and this kind of went left. This is not where I was going, but the finances are getting a little tight because we now have two people on payroll. Yeah. Um, with it, well, within the next few weeks, that's going to happen. Mm. So that's that's a little squeeze but anyway um back to what i was saying when i feel myself getting comfortable i, I do things to make myself uncomfortable and one of the little things I, I would do is take cold showers i remember you and said I, that yeah so and i remember it came it ah oh man it's 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 somewhat it's there's physiological benefits to taking cold showers but that's not what i want to talk about yeah but I, I remember like, damn, it sucked ass when I would take cold showers and one day the hot water was off and everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> it's a regular day. Yeah. That ain't about nothing. Yeah. But, but that just goes to show, you know, how adversity is really a tool, yeah. just like fasting. The fact that I can go all day long, five up until four or five o'clock without eating it, it's almost like an advantage. Yeah. So like I'm traveling or when things are super busy and everyone's suffering because it's now 1030 and they haven't had their donut. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it, it's almost like an advantage to, to build the, the, how, what's the word I'm looking for, but just, just to weather adversity is an advantage. So I, I just kind of put that out there for people to just gain different perspective on some of the challenges that they may, may be facing in their life. Look at, it's easy to look at it as, as a, that gets something that gives you an edge. Yeah. If you look at it like that, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Get into uh, the topic. Like, explain to them what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, so developing self-awareness and, you know, like I honestly, I thought of this, like what popped into my head about this topic was, just being you, but developing self-awareness is, it gives it, it makes it more tangible, I guess, for you, the listener. And I told Bricks that I wanted to talk about this specifically because growing up, I have two brothers. What are they? Half brothers. We share a dad. I mean, we're, we're that close though. I mean, we're brothers. Um, we have different moms, but when I was all throughout my teen years, I was hanging around both my brothers, but more specifically my middle brother, Jonathan. And I wanted to be like Jonathan, just 
to the fullest. And I think it was just because my parents divorced and blah, blah, blah. When that eventually happened, like he was my rock. He was my person. You know, I thought he was cool. And I, th I think a lot of, you know, kids grow up looking at their, their siblings as, you know, those role models. And it wasn't until I was about 13 that things finally started to shift. But, you know, I idolized him. You know, he would leave in his cool car to go hang out with his cool friends and his girlfriend and all that, you know, and I'm I'm 13 years old just sitting there after he left. Um, but it wasn't until I was about 13 that I saw him light up his first cigarette. And I'm 13. I don't care about health. Like, that, that's, that wasn't the aspect of it. But I knew that cigarettes were not good for you. I knew they were, you know, bad. So that was the first time that there was ever this switch. And I was like, oh, maybe he's not absolutely perfect. And it wasn't until I was about 17 that I I really started seeing some things that just we didn't coincide or align with. And not that he was a horrible per horrible person. We just didn't coincide because we weren't the same person. And and first and foremost, I love my brother Jonathan. Like I love him. Fantastic person, incredible dad. Um but there was that shift, and I'll, I'll tell you, it was it was kind of unnerving being 17 years old and hanging around a person, pretty much all of you know the life that you can remember, and then having to shift things and be like, oh, I got to be myself. Like it, it was a little unnerving. Um, and I, I think before I go any further, let me ask you something real quick. Do mm -hmm. you think, Bricks, that you can ever truly find yourself? Do you think you can find yourself? If that's if that's an intention that you set out, mm -hmm. it's it doesn't happen. Well, it, it can happen by mistake because it kind of happened by mistake for me. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, you can find yourself if if you're if you're positioning yourself uh, correctly in yeah. life, you you will find yourself. I I just I asked myself that question before we got on this podcast, and I, I my initial reaction is that I think you can be on the way to finding yourself. And I think that yourself, quote unquote, is ever evolving. Or for me, at least, I've found that I am ever evolving. No, no. That, and that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. there's no way that you completely ever discover who you are because you're always changing. But to even get to that point where you can recognize, like, okay, you know, I, I wasn't who I really am. I'm becoming more and more of who I really am every day. That's yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. I hope that made sense. No, it does. It does. And the point in saying all that is that I feel like a lot of people idolize other people and mm -hmm. try to mimic things or take the same steps or or whatever, and it's just not how it's it works, you know. Like, like I could mimic every single thing that you're doing, and it's not going to work because I'm not you and you're not me. There's so much uniqueness to you, and there's so much uniqueness to me, and um, like somebody asked me this morning, they're like, Hey, how come in, on Instagram stories, you always say I'm going to the gym instead of going to the gym. I got no clue why I do that. Um, but that makes me, me, it's just those little bitty pieces. And I think that that's mm -hmm. so important that you just embrace who you truly are. When we had Lonre on that man, he had, he hid nothing about who he was. And that's what makes him so likable. So like, there's not another person like him. And you know, I was also thinking about Ricks, you're black, I'm white. You're tall, I'm short. You know, you were fat. <laughs> you were fat. I was skinny. You know, you grew up in the north, I grew up in the south. You literally came from a gang and I was from a howdy doody town. Like you Yo, suffered. we couldn't be more opposite. That's no. that's crazy. I never really thought about that. That's you, crazy. Like you suffered racism and I was told racism was correct growing up. Like right. you have real street knowledge and I don't. But had it not been for every piece of that individuality that you have and that I have and that we're still finding, this podcast that you are listening to would not be happening. Andrew Martin, the financial advisor that was on, he told me, you know, I really think that there's something bigger at work that even, even Bricks and you don't realize. Maybe it's only a friendship. Maybe it's just this podcast. Who knows? But mm -hmm. what this is right now is really good. And I think there's something bigger at work. And I say that how it's tangible and it means something for you to the listener is that you have no clue what it can really mean to truly try to find yourself or just be yourself and what it will lead to in your life.
my entire life was spent for one. I mean, I, I can't say that I knew that I was trying to find an identity, but I, I did emulate. I was a victim of my environment and that's totally natural and I get it, but it was kind of extreme because I had a lot of self, self issue, self image issues. Like my confidence was, was not there at all. And for that reason, I was always doing things to try to fit in. Right. And that's a, that's a natural human thing. That's, we want that. We want to, feel accepted. It's, it's a natural thing. And anyone who says that they don't feel that way is lying. Right. But, and, and that's one of the many reasons why your circle is so important. Right. Yeah. Because you're naturally we, as human beings, it's, we are naturally hardwired to want to just be a part of a group. Right. So, but anyway, my, my identity as a kid, it, it's, it's weird, man, because yeah, I grew up in the hood. I, I I did things that I'm not proud of. I was involved with gangs and I was running in the streets, but that's never who I was. It always, I always felt the conflict. Anytime I did anything to hurt someone, anytime I did anything that just, that it, it that didn't align with who I, I felt, but see, I, I couldn't recognize it at the time. You know, I'm, I'm a teenager. This is my environment. This is the culture that I, that I'm, living in this is just what people did they carried guns they robbed people they hustled you know they sold drugs they got crackheads to 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 go to the store for them they we that's just that's just the environment that's what everyone did so i felt like it was normal and there's a lot of things that i've done that i that i wouldn't admit on this podcast at least i mean matt and i we we can have we can have these conversations in the private but the world is anyway that's a whole nother thing um but i say that to say i always felt this inner conflict before i discovered who i was and truly became comfortable being me i did things to just because just just because that's was the thing to do and, and that's dangerous that's dangerous because this world bro it's it's full of it see there's a lot of good in the world I, and i truly believe there's more good than evil but there's a lot of evil in the world, bro. There's a lot of evil. Some of it is systematically in place because of the greed that and, and, and you know, the money hungry systems that this country was built on. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is from that. I And I get it. And I, I, my heart soft is soft for, for, for certain people's and people in certain scenarios and in, including the people that are, are living how I used to live. I even I have more empathy, you know, um, for people in the, in that situation. But but to to go back to the the topic, right? Developing self awareness. That's the that's the first. It was one of the first things for me to truly be able to look into the mirror and say, "Listen, you're not living right. Your your morals are not in place. You know, you 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 don't you don't really live with much integrity." You don't really treat people as well as you should. You know, you don't really respect women the way that you should. You don't really keep your word like you should. And my life reflected that. You know, it, all the negative scenarios that I found myself in, you know, whether it be, you know, my finances, whether it be my relationships with my, 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 the women or, with my friends, the, the the type of people who I attracted, the type of people who I sought out, um, it was all reflective of of my insecurities, of of my lack of identity, for my you know my desire to fit in to fit in, and it wasn't until like I said I, I was able to face myself, and that's the problem. Like I feel like a lot of people are afraid to do that. We have a lot of demons. We have a lot of pain points that come to the surface when you really look in the mirror and say, look, am I living right? You know, am I living right? And I think that's the first step to truly developing self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. And it, you hit on a good point um, a few minutes ago. You said my confidence level 
is actually you didn't say it's better, but you in a roundabout way you said it's better. Like your confidence level is better. And, you know, being because I know you're going to preface as humble as possible. If your confidence level was a number then and it's a number now on a scale from one to 10, 10 being, oh, my God, I'm a rock star. One being like, I deserve death. Like, what was your confidence level then compared to now? Um, prior to, all right, let's just say when I was 22 years old, I'm now 35. So let's, let's just go back to early adulthood. I would say my confidence was about a five, but it appeared to be about a seven because it was a lot of compensation happening. Um, but right now, see, I, I still have a lot of room for growth. There was like, I'm not a person that focuses on my good. I, I, I know my good traits, but I feel like there's so many things that I have to work on, you know, about myself. And with that said, I, I would say my confidence is about a 7.8. Okay. Yeah. 7.8. Okay. Interesting. From like a, yeah, so it, it hasn't come up much because think about it like this. I'm not far removed from being yeah. five. Yeah. It's only been five years since I, I, my confidence level was at a five. So in five years, I've been able to go up 2.7, 2.8 points. Now, is, that yeah. a, is that a solid 2.8 or is that, is that wax and wane? Is that like an average? Does it sort of go up and down? Is that how you feel today? Um, I'm hitting you with all sorts of questions. Yeah, I love it. Oh, this is good. Um, <laughs> I think there, I, we all have our high moments and our low moments. And right now I'm kind of in an even keel, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leveled. Sure. So you're asking me in a leveled moment. So yeah, I would say 7.8 when I'm leveled. I got you. Yeah. yeah. I'm all over the place. Like, what about, what about you? I am all over the place. I think that's probably... I think that's probably one of the biggest things I am working on, have to work on, need to improve for numerous reasons. Um, I can honestly say before this fitness thing, I don't even know if I had a confidence level. Like, I don't think it was even on the chart. Um, you know, there have been times where I've had a confidence level of, you know, probably like you said, seven and a half, seven and a half. But there are times where it's dipping down to like, three, 3.5, you know, like just, it's unbelievable how much my confidence will wax and wane. And you've mentioned that to me before. So, yeah, yeah. you know, guys, if you have that, you are not the only one, I promise. Mm -hmm. So I think honestly, most of my confidence has come from more from decreasing my ignorance. Sure. Meaning educating myself. I think self-education has more to do with why I'm more confident today than, than my appearance, than fitness. If I'm, if I'm being totally honest, because if I looked good, if I had a nice body, I got a six pack, but I still feel like I don't know shit. If I still feel like I have no wisdom, I don't think I would be as confident as I am. And I, and I'm looking forward to my confidence growing. And I think as I'm better, as I'm able to better art, articulate my, my knowledge and I, I become a little wiser and in different areas of life, there's, there's different, there's certain areas of, of my life right now. Like I was having a, a conversation last night with, with, with my, with my financial coach, Matthew Pilmore, who's also helping me strategize the growth of my business. And they're talking about payroll and taxes and all this stuff. And he's spitting all this language. And I didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. And it was embarrassing that, you know, he's asking me, you know, for feedback. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't even know those terms. I didn't, I don't really know those words. So in that moment, if you'd have asked me how my confidence was, yeah, it would have been a four or five, you know, yeah. because I feel like as a quote unquote entrepreneur, I call myself an entrepreneur. I should know this stuff. Yeah. You know, but I don't. So I, I honestly, I'm going to stop calling myself an entrepreneur because right now, well, 
because I work for myself. It's a difference between being an entrepreneur and just working for yourself. Yeah. I am about to step into the world of entrepreneurship because now I am developing a team. I have, I'm, I'm you know, I have a third party payroll company. I like now is the beginning of my, my entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Before that, I mean, don't get me wrong. It all, it's, it's a part of the process. You don't just jump out and say, look, I want to start a business and you go out and hire five people. Like, yeah. no, for the first few years. But anyway, and, and this is me beating up on myself a little bit, probably, but you know what? It works for me. I, and I don't suggest people doing that. And I got to be careful, uh, you know, about the type of vibes that I put into the universe about that, because I know a lot of people, um, they're, they attach their process to what other people say. So I don't want people, it's not okay to beat up on yourself, but it is okay to have high standards yeah. and, and to expect a lot from yourself. And I expect a lot from myself and there's a balance. I like, I don't feel like I beat up myself to the point where it, it becomes counterproductive. I think I do it in a way where it, it kind of squeezes the most out of me. So, but that's, I, I, and now I do feel like I have a high level of self-awareness because that's what allows me to kind of walk the line with myself because I know when I'm, when I'm doing myself a disservice, but I do want to jump into uh, some real tangible stuff. You guys know, I, lo I love to give you tangible uh, information and advice on how to develop your self-awareness. So what I did well, before you go, before you go, I, I wanted to do this real quick. I literally want to pause for a second and just cause some silence for like five seconds. And I want you, the listener, to ask this question out loud to yourself. What is your confidence? So what is your confidence level right now? Perfect. Okay, good. We made you we made you ask yourself a question out loud. I hope you did. So having that number in your hold head. On, hold on. I, think, I think they need a little bit more time to think on that, man. Just give them a, just, let's give them a few more seconds. All right. Three, two, one. All right. Now it's just getting weird. I was going to say, you know, they can press pause, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but really, I, I, I hope you guys took at least that, those few seconds to just, a little self-reflection, a little, just ask yourself, because we, that's probably a question a lot of people have never asked themselves. Like, what what is my confidence level on a scale of one to 10? Yeah. And just that, you know, just asking yourself that can be powerful, right? So I, I, I do want to jump into this real quick. Uh, and I found this list online, but it's exactly the things that I, I've done to develop my self-awareness. So the first thing that it mentions is to look at yourself objectively. Now I wish I remembered, I think it's, I forgot the name of the book, but um, being able to step outside of yourself. Yeah. And, 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 and look at the way you operate life, the way you handle relationships, the way you handle money, the way you talk to yourself, right? Taking that outside look, is a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. I, I often do that. And it's funny because my, my wife will ask me like, why'd you just chuckle? Right. And I'll chuckle because I'm objectively listening to what my mind is telling me. And it makes me laugh. Like, bro, you are abusive. You are, <laughs> like, seriously, like you really are abusive. And if this, if this mind, if the, if the language and the words that your mind uses, if another person spoke to you like that, you would punch, you would punch them in a, in their face, yeah. like off, off the rip. Yeah. So just having that ability to really separate yourself from your mind and, and, and from yourself and just really assess, you know, how you're moving is powerful. And that leads into the second thing, which is to keep a journal. Now, when I, when I thought about journaling back in the day, I, I would think of a, a little girl, right? With a little diary, <laughs> with a little, you know, it had the little key and it has a little lock. You can lock the book. No, journaling is not, is not a feminine thing. It was a feminine thing for me. And uh, I know, Matt, you're a big journaler. Journaling has changed my life. It has 
changed my life. I think we can do a whole episode on the yeah. on the effects of journaling. It's a powerful, powerful thing. So keep a journal, self-reflection, even if it's just once a week or once a month, start off slow, but it'll be it's become one of my go-to uh personal development tools, right? Yep. Uh, also it says to write down your goals and plans and your priorities. And I think we should include this this um infographic in the show notes somehow. I'll send it to you, Matt. Um, write down your goals, plans, and priorities. It's there's so much power in the pen, bro. It, listen, my th think about it like this, Matt. My life has changed so drastically over the last five years, so drastically, and things have been happening. I mean, in, in, in the moment, it seems slow always, but in retrospect, it always seems fast because. Think about it. Five years is not a, lo a long time. That's not a lot of time at all, at all. So it's so surreal to reflect back and, and look at some of the notes or some of the plans yes. and see that it's actually a real thing right now. And and in the moment when I was when I was writing it, I kind of almost didn't believe that I could do it. Yeah, yeah. And that it's it's so mind blowing. It's so empowering to 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 write something down that in the moment you're like, hmm, yeah, that sounds good, but we'll see. And then you actually pull that shit off. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, per perform the the fourth uh item. It says perform daily self reflection, and it says start by just setting aside 15 minutes each day. Find a quiet place, essentially meditation. Yep. Just sit down and, and well, actually it goes into meditation after that, uh, practice meditation and other mindfulness habits. And that's something that is developed. It's something that I'm, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, that I'm just now really grasping after years of really wrestling with meditation. And I, I think a big part of the reason why it was so challenging for me initially was because I was overthinking it just like every, everything else. You know, I thought I had to go find some guru to sit down with in a robe and like, it's really just finding a quiet place, sitting down, focusing on your breath, trying to, and it's not stopping your, your thoughts because that's impossible. Can't stop your thoughts. And whoever put that into the universe or onto the internet, you know, telling people that they need to stop their thoughts. No, you're doing meditation a disservice because that's what I thought I had to do. Yeah, that whole not. that whole clearing your mind thing. That's 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 not it. No, it, it, I, I don't know anyone who could do that. No, nah. so, but it's more like taking an objectional view at at your thoughts and kind of just letting them float away. And then focusing back on your breath, focusing back on like I listen to birds in the background, or I have. I have a audio that has like sounds of the forest, right? And I'll just try to pick out one sound to focus on. And then my mind will drift away. And then the minute I catch my mind drifting away, I'll just gently bring it back. I said gently. <laughs> so y'all, I, I text, I text Britain, I text Britain, I text Bricks on the regular, you guys, like he sent me a song yesterday and I love it. I'm not hating, but I always followed up with, you're like my favorite hippie. Seriously. He calls me a hippie. <laughs> hey, low key, I'm like, why is he called? Like, I don't really even know why you call me a hippie. For at first, I'm like, fuck this dude calling me a hippie. <laughs> then I'm like, all right, I know, I know Matt. I know his heart. He means well, but I didn't. Anyway, why do you call? Anyway, let's we'll talk about that later. Go anyway, ahead, Matt, go ahead, go ahead, Oprah. Go ahead and talk. Yeah, meditation and <laughs> mindfulness habits, and then also, um. There's a lot of tests online that you can learn a lot about yourself through. I know Dr. Jordan Peterson, he has uh, an amazing uh, assessment test. Like you answer some questions. My One of my coaches, I have two entrepreneur coaches because I need that level of, of accountability and guidance. I need it too. They both serve in different areas of, of my entrepreneurial journey and one of them, he had me take this test called the Colby, right? It's it's an acronym. I don't know what it stands for, but it it was powerful because it it gives you insights on 
who you are, what's your strengths, what's your weaknesses, teaches you how to delegate, teaches you how to uh, how to operate with other people. And, and, and it's also powerful because when you're hiring, you can have someone else do a Kobe and see if you guys would work well together. It puts everything in these cool graphs. I'm going to send it to you, Matt. Yeah, it's, saying, does it cost anything? Yeah, it costs. Yeah, gotcha. that one. I'll still, yeah, like, I'll still the Jordan Peterson assessment tool and then the Colby. Yeah, the Colby. Uh, it's K-O-L-B-E, I believe. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, It's like 50 bucks, but I learned so much about guys, myself. I will include it in the show notes, guys, if you want to use it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the next thing, it says, uh, ask trusted friends to describe you. Now, this one you want to be careful with. It's very powerful if you have the right people in your life. Yeah. Right. At at a point, I didn't have the right people in my life that I can trust. But th it's very powerful insight to hear about yourself from someone that you trust and that yeah. you know for one hundred percent certain. For one, got their own shit together, and I say that loosely. We none of us really got our shit together, but I'm pretty sure you guys know what I mean by that. A clear mind. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So they don't have any kind of alter ulterior motives. They don't have any type of, you know, anyway. Yeah. So, but that's, that's a good one, you know, cause if I, I, it'll be powerful in, insight for Matt to call me on my shit for him to tell me like, yo, bricks, X, Y, and Z, you, da, 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 you know, so, but just be careful with that one. And just and just ask people for feedback. Communication is such a powerful thing, uh, and these are all things that will help you develop and increase your self awareness. And I do want to talk a little bit, and I want to ask you this, Matt: What do you think the strengths like? What, what how does how does self awareness turn into a tool? How does self awareness turn into a tool? Specifically. Like what, what pops immediately to my head is how basically like I'm trying to think of an example of reaction. Like for me specifically, it's been reaction. So let's say you're about to get in an altercation, like somebody pops off at you, like you're in line at the movies, I don't know. And then somebody pops off at you, says something cute right there. It's your self-aware. What's up? What's up? You said he said something cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if somebody pops off like you know it's a, I, I know, I know what you mean. i'm just giving you a hard time go ahead My it's bad. a natural instinct to just pop off back at him but like what's that really going to do how's that really going to benefit you there's a certain amount of self-awareness in your confidence level of you need to fight that guy to prove yourself like really and truly nah like i'm good i, I think there's a lot of self-awareness in that and that's a tool to not go to jail <laughs> yeah, that's a real practical example. Um, but I, I think also self-awareness for me, like like I, I gave an, a, an example earlier, like, okay, I know I'm kind of hard on myself, right? But I also know that me being hard on myself leads me to getting more productivity and, and, and more happiness because my happiness is connected to productivity. Right now, there's a difference between being busy and being pro productive, but that's another conversation. Yeah. So, um, my self awareness allows me to get the most out of myself, and therefore increases my, you know, my joy, and it just makes my my living experience better. You know, and it also, you can't really improve, you can, because that's another thing that we're hardwired to enjoy improve improving in all areas of life like whether that's through a business a relationship we always like to get better and to grow and if you can't truly honestly assess yourself there's no way you can really work on yourself yeah you yeah. know yeah if you, if you can't you if you can't see clearly you can't fix anything yeah yeah and that picture gets clearer as you get older and and when i mean older wiser. i just mean wiser yeah. You know, because you don't have to necessarily, I can, I can give up life and just go in a cabin in the middle of the woods and just study. I mean, that's one way. That's not really how you get wise. It's, it's a combination of, of research and then life experience and then talking to people and being, so it's, you guys, you get what I'm saying. Like you can dedicate a lot of time to learning about life and that'll make you a lot wiser 
versus just aging. Anyway. Well, and you, you want to know something funny? You just reminded me of something. I can honestly say almost every single time that someone, you know, you know, they look older, like it's very obvious, especially in the gym or wherever. Anytime they're ever like, you know, I, I wish I was that young or whatever talking to me or like, I wish I could be, you know, 28 again or whatever. My follow up response, and I'm being dead serious, I'm honest with this. I always say, I would love to have your wisdom right now. And that's not me giving a cute comeback. That's me being dead serious. I would love to have that wisdom to know and to see what that person's been through for 84 years, you know? Yeah. yeah Seriously. For sure. Go ahead. For sure. So let me ask you this. Um, because identity is something that, because I, I really believe that our identities pretty much dictate almost everything about us. You know, who we think we are, it, 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 how can I say this? Your life is pretty much a reflection of who you think you are. Yeah, that's a good way to put that. So in my, in my head, I, I know who I am. I'm not. I know who I am and my life should reflect it's, it does. And it will continue to ref reflect who I, who I think I am. Right. What, what's so, the, what, what's the first that you don't have to give a long example because I, I want to keep you on track, but what's the first example of who you are that pops in your head? If a one word or whatever, if not, don't worry about it. Go. No, no, no. I, I want to choose the one word carefully. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I'm taking a moment. Yep. Um, who are you? A vessel. A vessel. Okay. There you go. That's it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a vessel. Keep going. So, but a, a lot of our identities, we, I, we didn't choose our identities. A lot of people got their identities from their circumstances. And I think that's a, that's so unfortunate. That's, that's a mistake. Yeah. I think you should actively find your identity through and that's why traveling is so important that's why getting around different social circles is so important yeah that's why studying different you know philosophies is so important that's why studying different religious beliefs is so important because you never know which one is going to res resonate with who you are intrinsically who you are naturally yeah. You never know what's, but because if you're just, if you go to one church all your life, if you live in one neighborhood, if you hang out with the same friends, you're pretty much gonna, by default, take on the identity of, of that soil that you that you are sitting in, right? So and it wasn't until I left the hood, and I traveled, and like I said, I did all these things. I started reading more. I got really big into philosophy. I'm really big into philosophy, bro. I'm, I, I love it, bro. I'm such a nerd when it comes to philosophy. And I'm also becoming a nerd when it comes to different religious faiths. Yeah. Like I, like I'm studying Buddhism right now and I'm, I, I, I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. I refuse to title myself anything. I'm not going to say I'm this, I'm that I'm a Christian, I'm a Buddhist, but if I had to, I, the, the Buddhism is sounding most like who I am. But I'm not ever call myself that. I'm not going to yeah. call myself anything. I'm Robert Bricks Glover. That's who I am. That is my identity. And and my identity is reflected in what I do every single day. That's that's who I am. And I can't put a title on that. You know, some call it a fitness professional or a social media influencer or a podcaster or YouTube, whatever. I don't know. There's endless words you can use to describe what I do, right? But I think my identity is what I do every single day and how I treat people and my heart and the way that I love. That's who I am. Anyway, that kind of went left. But anyway, um, philosophy. So so let me let's all right, let's talk a little bit about how I found myself and how I developed self-awareness and all those things that we listed were was a part of that process for me. But just to give you guys some more um insight some more like real life applications of all that stuff mm -hmm. um i was never a reader right and i've mentioned this before in the podcast i was Same. never a, really a, a reader 
I did not enjoy it. It it was like pulling teeth. Um, let me tell you, and, and and especially us black folks, bro, we don't read enough. We don't read enough, and, and I hope that don't offend anyone. But it's the truth that cannot be argued. We do not read enough, um, and reading was one of the most powerful things that I ever picked up. And ever since then, man, it's, I can't even put it in words how powerful reading is. It Like right now I'm reading a book, um, it's called Endurance. It's about a man, his name is Shackleton. I forgot his first name, but anyway, he was a, an explorer, right? He took a, 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 a team of 23 men. This is back in the early 1900s, right? He took a, a group of 23 men on an exploration in, into the Antarctic and their ship sank. And they spent three years, I, I believe it was three years, in the middle of the Antarctic on a glacier. And he, so the the book is about leadership skills. But anyway, every night when I go. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that story. It's incredible. Every, go ahead. Every night when I go, when I lay down, because I read in bed before I go to sleep every night, I feel like I am exploring. I'm like, I am on a glacier in the middle of the Antarctic ocean. Like it, it, it transforms you. It, it, it takes you on journeys. And I know this sounds crazy, man. And, but it does. It, it, it's so powerful. Anyway, reading has been transformational. Studying philosophy, reading philosophy. Like right now I have this book of meditations on my desk. Um, it's Marcus Aurelius. I introduced you to stoicism. Yeah. That's something that, that I've, I've learned so much about life because I didn't have like my, like, you know, my, a lot of people, their, their, their dad like teaches them how to be a man. Like, yeah. No, the the streets taught me how to be a man, and I didn't like the man that I was, based on what the streets taught me. Right. So I I want to find other ways to, you know, know how. Like I didn't know how to be a father. I didn't know how to be a husband. I didn't know how to really be a man. And reading, and philosophy, and listening to dudes like Jim Rohn, and Les Brown. Like that, those personal development, motivational type speakers, man, like my entire life has been like my identity right now has been, uh, it's, it's like a gumbo of all of these things, man. All my, all my nonfiction reading, my fiction reading, which was, I got into that recently, my, you know, my readings on philosophy, my readings on, you know, Buddhism and Christianity and and paying attention to my feelings, bro. That's another thing. Like paying attention to to how I was feeling whenever I had any sort of thoughts, right? And then starting to connect my thoughts to the things that my thoughts manifested was very empowering too. Like my life was shitty. And then I, it was very empowering to look back at the thoughts that created these shitty circumstances. And that it was empowering because I I then felt like, okay, now I can change things. Right. You know, and, and look at looking at what decisions and thought patterns brought joy to my life and looking at what decisions and thought patterns brought hell to my life. Yeah. You know, just paying a fucking attention, bro. I just started paying attention and it, it slowly transformed my life over the last five years. And it's so, it's so exciting because five years, again, is not a long time, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not far removed. I'm not, I'm no, I'm not far removed from where a lot of people are sitting right now listening. I mean, and I'm assuming that you, I'm pretty sure that you gravitate toward the content because you can relate to me or, you know, so I, I, I assume that you have, issues in your relationships. You have issues with your self-image. You have issues with your body. You have issues with your finances. You know, I'm not, I'm not that far removed from that situation at all. You know? So yeah, man, this, it, it, we have more power than we think yep. over our reality. We have way more power than we think. We have way, way more power than, and I hate to be, you know, um, conspiracy theorists, but that the system wants us to think that we have. 
Yep. And this is why I really don't pay much attention to politics. Call me what you want, but it's a very educated, informed decision that I made. I don't participate in politics because they have nothing to do. They do. If you if you want to be technical, they do have something to do with how I live and my reality, but they don't because I create my reality. And I don't give a fuck who's in office. I don't care who's the mayor, who's the president, who's the congressman. I don't care because yeah. it, I'm going to my life is designed the way I want it to. And I'm going to make my contributions to the world, no matter who is sitting in that Oval Office. I don't care. And matter of fact, shout out, shout out to, to, to Lanre again. He, when he said that president, I don't want to close to anyway. Um, what's this guy's name? Trump. Yeah. Right? Trump. Yeah. That he was a manifestation of, of the state of the world right now. Yeah. Right? The state of the country, the, the, the way that people think the way that he, he is a manifestation. And I believe that bro, he's a manifestation of it. And he's also here. I think, I think he he's here to do more good than we actually can even see right now, because in order to rehab anything, you have to tear it down. Right. And if you have an old decrepit building that is rat and roach infested, and that's my, um, that's my, you know, I was using that to describe the state of America in order to, to fix it. You got to tear that bitch down mm-hmm. and he to tear this bitch down, bro. My, my stance on politics is that I literally can't, I don't believe anything I hear on TV, radio, whatever. And I literally, I don't believe anything I hear about politics. I, I don't trust anything. So I, I never have a stance. I never have an opinion. I, so I like, I, I literally have nothing to add to this conversation. Yeah. And yeah, the conversation is not about politics though. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, lastly, um, I guess you could call this the wrap up, but this is going to be a corny little wrap up, but I don't care. Um, I see examples all my t- all the time in my life, and I really wish that I should do a better job of just documenting it. But I truly feel that life is like driving down the road in a vehicle. It's your decision how you want to drive down the road. You're going to hit many green lights, and you're going to hit many red lights. You have the opportunity to stop at the red light and talk to the, to the pedestrian that's waiting to walk across the street. You know, you can blare the music and have the windows up and shut the world out. Uh, you can run red lights and be impatient. Uh, at the end of the day, it really is your decision which street you want to turn down. You can make it a joyride if you want, but it's completely up to you. Long story short, guys, developing self-awareness, figuring out yourself, and uh, assessing that confidence level, that's what it is. Y'all have a good rest of the day. We'll uh, We'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Later.